0: Hi this is Sam from Coffee Kaizen. Uh, you're about to listen to an interview I had with Ruben Martin from Sample Coffee. During this conversation we discussed his participation in the first CIS Roasters Smackdown. Um, during the Smackdown we gave 14 roasters the same coffee and uh, two one-hour sessions on a roaster one week apart. Um, they are able to roast however they wanted and then submitted a sample. We then uh, organized a industry panel and a public cupping of these coffees. Um, they went through a little bit of a modified Smackdown format where coffees were pitted against each other in knockout format. Uh, Ruben managed to win both the People's Choice and the Industry Award at this event. To find out more about the CRS Roaster Smackdown, visit roastersmackdown.com. So, without further ado, this is the conversation with Ruben Martin. Enjoy. So, Ruben, yes, how are you?
1: I'm very good, Sam.
0: Um, so, maybe kicking off for those that, for some reason, don't know anything about you. Yeah. Maybe just give us a brief introduction of who you are, what you're about, what you All do right. professionally, and Ruben Martin, male,
1: <laughs> age. <laughs> Older than I should be. <laughs> uh, well, I guess I'm one of the older guys in the coffee game. I think it's been about 20 years in cafe scene. Um, yeah, so worked with a bunch of good guys. Don't know if you. We, we never worked together, did we Sam? Uh,
0: not in this, not, yes and no. Within the same business. Yeah, but not, not but in not
1: the same shop, so. Never worked side by side. Um, Maybe
0: Aromafest? Yeah.
1: Possibly. Maybe one day. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I guess work history is worked for Single Origin when they started, um, then started working at Mecca when Mecca sort of started to, I think it was like six months to eight months after they'd been open. That was meant to be two weeks, turned into about five or six years. Um, worked with Paul when setting up their roastery with the UG, uh, Probat. Um, and yeah, so open sample, which was a little hole in the wall in Surrey Hills six years ago, almost. Um, We were doing multi-roaster then and using Mecca for our blend, which is very common now, but was very uncommon back then. Um, Yeah, so set up St. Peter's with, uh, I bought a UG15 about almost four years ago. So, the rest is just history, just hanging here, roasting coffee, I'm trying to roast
0: all right coffee. Excellent. So, yeah. And how much uh, of the roasting are you still doing here?
1: Uh, about 3%. Yep. So,
0: uh, kind of... The, uh, good, the good 3%? Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm very active with like, you know, QC and things like that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's the more important thing. Um, there's other people that are very excited to roast you know i roasted for you know eight years and enjoyed it and i still enjoy it when i get on the roaster if someone's sick or someone's on holiday or you know um yeah just filling in when necessary necessary but you know definitely help with profiles you know say my point of view and yeah qc really that's the important thing
0: direction mm. so given you're uh one of the older heads in uh uh, this industry, what then was the draw to uh, get involved in the Roaster Smackdown?
1: Uh, <laughs> to be honest, kind of just fun. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I was kind of, um, I was excited just to you know, have a bit of fun and roast on something different and um, see what's going on. Linear Mini. <laughs> nah. That wasn't even, I, you know, I would never thought I would even win it. That was, I guess, luck of the draw. So.
2: And did
0: you, did you have any concerns about um, not winning?
1: You know, thinking about it now, I was like, well, I didn't really think about that. Yes. Yeah. I don't think it really matters, you know, like, yeah, look, you know, some people have pride and whatever, but at the end of the day, it's just a bit of fun and, you know, and I think especially when roasting something that's a foreign coffee on a foreign machine, you know, you can't expect to be just the best. Maybe you get lucky and I, I got lucky, you know, like what I did happen to work well on the day. Of course, I've got some background knowledge and, you know, a lot of muscle memory um, that would have helped. But at the end of the day, like, you know, John who also you know, the head roaster here, he went in and he had a very similar profile to me. And he, you know, he came, I think six or something like that. So it's just of the jaw. He could have won it.
0: And you did uh, take out both the uh, people's choice and the industry uh, prize. Yeah. Um, was that a surprise in any way? Did you think you would do maybe better with one than the other?
1: Um. Not really. I didn't, think into, I didn't think I was going to win e- either of them, but uh, it's kind of nice to see that there's a good correlation between, you know, the the industry professionals and, and the people that turned up, you know. Obviously shows that what's in the cup, you know. I guess, you know, it's good and everyone enjoyed it.
0: And we'll get into the nitty gritty of uh, as much as we can uh, mm. with the profiles in a moment, but when you were, when you were choosing your favorite, did you uh, purely choose your what appealed to you or did you choose what you thought um, someone might like? Uh, just what appealed to me. Um,
1: I guess that's, you know, tends to be how we roast coffee here is like, you know, we I don't want to be narrow-minded, but we, we know what we like and we try and extract it in all different methods and make it very usable, our coffee and, and, and you know, also make it taste good. Like that's the most important thing. So I just kind of went with that because I like coffee that's got acids, got sweetness, got balance, got f- you know good fruit, um, and I think you know that's what I tried to, tried to do.
0: So stepping onto the uh, you said foreign roaster, foreign coffee. Yep. Um, so heading into the practice round. Um, it was a situation where the uh, it was a similar coffee, but not the same coffee. Yeah, um, similar amount, but not the same amount. Similar amount, but not the same amount. It was eight kilos, correct? Something like eight that. Eight
1: kilos, and then the roasting comp was 10 kilos, um,
0: which made it a bit tricky. Did you have a, um, what sort of strategy did you did you uh, take in? Did you have um, profiles in mind? How did you approach that first? Practice yeah, round? I mean like,
1: I just tried to sort of replicate something similar to what we do um, and then just try and feel out what the roaster was doing, you know, when, when first crack, what temperatures, like, you know, every probe is slightly different, every roaster is slightly different, and obviously every coffee is slightly different, but, you know, you can at least start to build an idea of like uh, when the crack's gonna come at what temperature and then how volatile it is to temperature adjustments. I uh, just set the airflow at just one amount, um, which I think was 250 on the roaster, um, and yeah, just played around a little bit.
0: So um, what, what did you, um, so first roast, uh, you know, choosing a batch size, choosing your charge, um, did you just pick arbitrary numbers effectively, just your, your means of getting something on the board so you could work from there? Well, look, um, I, I obviously
1: I know people that roasted on that roaster as well, so I asked people what sort of batch sizes they do. Yeah. There wasn't enough of that coffee to be able to do those batch sizes, so I just basically split it in three, so I had three attempts. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, I know it being five kilo, probably optimum's gonna be three to, five yeah maybe three to four and a half so well, it was like three point no it was eight, eight kilo batch so it was like
0: two, two point two and a half something or other yeah we'll edit we'll edit it later to show we uh, okay. both gave the exact right answer <laughs> uh yeah so just did that um so you you, you did a different batch size for the um comp. the comp yeah,
1: yeah okay for the, the actual roast so. yep because again that was uh 10 kilos and like, the, the, in the practice round, it was smaller than I would have liked okay. the coffee, the batch size to be, yeah. but I really wanted three attempts at yeah. the roast. Um, and so, yeah, split it in thirds again, so it ended up being 3.33, three, yeah. um, and which seemed to work a lot better. Yeah. So, so, you know, you had to adjust on the fly to, it's not exactly what that profile was, but, yeah.
0: yeah. So, uh, step on the roaster for the first time, uh, you've you've chosen a, a charge temp maybe from speaking to some others and just having a, a rough idea. Yeah. Um, you drop the coffee in. Yep. Soak, no soak. Soak, what you, soak. Yeah. On um, what what sort of uh percentage of gas compared to? This is
1: on practice. Yeah. Um. I think it was as small a percentage as you can go.
0: Yeah. Um. So just just above off. Yeah. So like on that like that that's got. You know that goes from five through to 200 i believe so like just on five gas or 10 gas or something yeah, like that yeah 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 uh how, how long for the soak
1: uh roughly yeah. i think it was like a minute yeah so yeah minute and then i think maybe the second one
0: i did a minute and a half
1: yep um no, I can't remember. Yeah. so That's so from
0: there you got a minute soak, and then you choose a, a because of the batch size i sort of went 80 percent
1: um I think the ROI was quite high on it. Yep. So I knew that, well, it's a small batch size for the roaster.
0: Yeah. Um, and then you just, you just, from there, were you full manual or you had some, uh, you, what do you, like what are you looking for when you're uh, effectively unknown coffee, unknown roaster? Um,
1: um, well, like one thing I've found in the past is I don't like environment temp to get over 220. Yep. Or exhaust temperature. So I sort of use that as a point to where I would try and bring it in um, and slow it down around there. Um, so is, yeah. so is, I was kind of full power, most of it, Okay. I think. I might have turned it down a little bit before. But.
0: So you, uh, you sort of take the philosophy of um, letting your environment peak before you start taking uh, gas out effectively?
2: Yeah, oh no, no, it could go no. higher. Okay. If you
1: wanted to, you could push it more. Yeah, it's not peaking.
2: Yeah, no, I mean uh,
0: your peak being the peak that you have chosen two twenty. Yes, yes, yeah. So you would get to two twenty before you start guessing down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And is there some time frame that you like to see that in, or something that's giving you a an indication of whether or not you have applied?
1: Um, look, it all turns comes down to, um, I don't know exact time when I want it but I know what I want the roast time to be, yeah. what I was aiming for. Yeah. Um, so it was more of a like luck. And yeah. then I would adjust maybe my soak or um, yeah, my soak temperature to adjust that.
0: And would you, would you ever be uh, changing your charge temp? Uh, yes, yep. But not, not based, based on something you see or more based on something else? um that's more
1: based on like temperature or or the coffee yeah depending on the moisture content so if it's a high density high moisture or more of its high density I will then adjust my drop temp a little bit higher
0: yeah not not heaps but a bit okay and the um, so you've done your first roast you're uh, up to 220 and you start pulling gas out Yep. You, hit, you hit first crack, you then, you're then, were you looking for a, a certain um, development time or development percentage? Um, what were you trying to do with your gap, like, you know, um, what were you trying to achieve post first crack, I guess? Um, I tend to like, you know, quite a lot of development
1: time, sort of between 19 to 21%. Yep. Um, so just trying to get it there without turning the coffee too dark, yep. really. That's the main
0: thing. So, is that, was that your so your first time you're roasting? Uh, if it, you know, uh, were you prioritizing towards uh, that development um, percentage, or were you, were you trying to uh, more prioritize towards hitting a certain uh, end temperature? With um, development. Yep. So you in that first roast, if it you know, given that it was you don't not in full control of it, yeah, you would kind of wait until you get to nineteen, twenty percent or twenty-one percent before you.
1: Yeah, but I guess the thing is that roaster is very easy to use. Yeah, um, and I was able to control the temperature very easily. Yeah.
0: So. And did you have an end temp in mind first time around? No idea. No. No.
1: I mean, I only wanted to sort of move. I think I have to look at the. It's been a while. So. If, Finish temp of 201's, first crack, don't think I even Next might.
2: page. All right, okay.
1: 165.
0: So these are from the uh, the competition rows. Yeah. Yeah, I mean,
1: like, it's just, you know, it was just gonna be taste, so. Yeah try and get my ROR to get as small as possible
0: at the end yeah yeah is there a certain is there a too small well negatives are not always good <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: but I've done negatives and that tasted good as well yeah in particular coffee so yeah yeah
0: and um, so first round you've 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 roasted your first batch uh, and then from there you were you just uh, you just that practice round we're using mostly just to experiment with the you know uh, different effects of yeah uh, how the roast are manoeuvred
1: yep mostly just trying to control the development time yeah and, and temperature rate uh, rate of rise because uh, it was like I think two of the roasts on my practice roast were pretty pretty dark pretty horrible yeah and then one was okay
0: so what, what were your main takeaways from the practice roast um, I mean given that it wasn't the same coffee, so you weren't yeah. able to necessarily, um, you know, like a normal QC pattern taste and yeah. um, work that way. Was it more the mechanical? It was more mechanical. I knew how to control the gas
1: or I had a good idea of how to control the gas around that period of the roaster. Yeah. So I guess then, you know, moving on to the the competition roast was um, I was just going to have, you know, roast the coffee three different, slightly different ways, try and control the end how I knew and just see what tasted better.
0: So first uh, roast in the competition um, was this this guy here. Um, This was your, was this your hottest? I think that was your hottest end temperature. Yeah. Um, So you finished on 203.2 and your roast time was 9 minutes and 10 seconds? Yeah. Um, so you got that one in the bag. Um, did you work from this to your second one or did you have sort of three pre-planned um, ideas before you went in? Did you see something, do you remember if you saw something in this that um, you wanted to fix or change or? on the, um I think I reset the profile, um,
1: but I just wanted to try just three different things, just like slightly different soaks, yeah, um, and go for a very sort of similar finish. Try and get it a bit lighter, I think, for this last one. Um, but I guess you know, as I say, it was just like I kind of was gonna have a go at it, yeah, and like just try and do three different things and hope one of them tasted good
0: yeah and if we if, um, were you, were you um, happy with how this behaved in regards to the predictions you know from the from the practice round did it did it, oh, it whatever wa- way better <laughs> yeah like I think it's what's 700 grams of coffee but
1: it's a big percentage yeah um, so it says three but I just didn't change the weight it's three point three okay um, and it's, yeah, it's, it was nice. What did it make easier? Uh, just, I was able to give it a bit more gas on the, the beginning without like the ROR getting too far ahead. Um, and yeah, it was just like a lot smoother through the first crack. Yeah. Yeah, didn't want to rush away. Like even with these ones, they sort of, you know, they sort of moved seven degrees between first and Six degrees.
0: So the thing that, that strikes me a little bit is on all three of your roasts, mm. um, that even though it was your second time, or like, you know, what, fourth time on the roaster, but second day on the roaster, let's say, yeah. that you've, got, you've managed to have a relatively smoothly descending um, rate of rise. And on none of your roasts do you have what I see quite commonly, which is a, a crash after it falling off quite dramatically after first. Mm. Um, is that something that you have an intentional strategy around or it's just happened not to um, take place with these roasts?
1: Um, oh, I mean it's definitely intentional. You can kind of see because of where it's hit, um, the environment temp has hit its high point and it's not, you know, it is coming down a lot before first crack. Yeah. Um, you know, you can see in like the roast. There's actually a different temperature. First cracks have come in. Okay. Um, so not greatly.
0: What what do you what do you normally attribute that to?
1: Uh, that's how much heat is in the drum.
0: Yeah. So the 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 because it's blending the air and. Being tempted that it's pulling it up, yeah.
1: I mean, like the main thing is, it's like how it's entered, how much pace has come into it. So, it's also how much paste the how much energy the coffee is producing, yeah. Um, so on the more gentle uh, profile, it was where are we? Um it's hard to see without having the profiles on yeah. each other. Yeah, But I'd say like just that, you know, a lot less pace, a uh, lot less energy in the actual coffee meant that it was gonna come into crack a little bit earlier um, and then give me a bit more time to play around with development.
0: Yeah. And are you doing some sort of uh dip in gas here? <laughs> yeah, you could say that. That was just
1: like, you know, because the roast was a bit foreign too. But
0: not, not intentional. Like I know some people now like uh, intentionally doing some sort of dip in um, gas around uh, first. Yeah. But that wasn't necessarily a...
1: No, it was just really just to keep control of the temperature. Yeah. Without it, um, without it stalling. Yeah. Um, you know, wanted to get a bit of energy out of it. Um, but you know, continue the momentum of the energy.
0: And do you find uh, commonly as well that, or are you always keeping um, the environment above the bean? Yeah. Yeah. Is that because of the pace that you're, like I guess, the gentleness with which you're finishing the roast? Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um, yeah, I think if you're if if the environment has ever got negative on ours, then it's gonna be a
0: baked roast.
2: Yeah.
1: And I don't think that's across the board. But yeah.
0: Just what, how we roast. Yeah, because you're peaking a little early, like some you know, may peak a little later with the environment and then it is effectively coming under at the end, but it's yeah. had that late momentum um, with the environment being hotter after or around first. Yeah. Um, and that's
1: more on the roasters that I'm, or the roaster that we have and what I'm familiar with. Yeah. Other roasters could be different.
0: So in this scenario of uh, learning a, um, you know, being on an unfamiliar roaster or say even on your roaster here, yep. throwing in beans that you're unfamiliar with, yep. uh, if you got to a point, say near where the environment's, you know, getting on or about to cross over, yep. um, you would then just apply, you would be happy to apply, not happy to, but you would you would apply more gas to keep it above. Yep. Um, Correct. Rather than letting it yep. stall. Yep. But the coffee, you might have,
1: already um, past the finished temp that you want so you know the coffee might not taste good
0: yeah but let's say in this scenario here where you've had to make that adjustment um up to keep the roast moving yep should this have been your first attempt at this coffee and then you were to have a second roast yep would you would you make some sort of change um for this not to occur or would you be Still happy with that taking place.
1: I don't think it might matters. Yeah, yeah. The like, especially for a one-off roast, I think it makes repeatability a bit harder. I really like to make as little adjustments as possible. Yeah, but it's not always possible. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's where maybe software can help or something like that. Yeah, but for a one-off, it's fine.
0: Yeah, especially if this is. You're you're effectively, you know, flying manual here, and you know you you had a you're you're reacting to the coffee to keep yep. it moving. But that's I'm just wondering if it were if you were to you know be taking this further to develop it as a profile. Yep. yep. Um, would you just be looking to keep more heat, um, you know, earlier in the roast so that you wouldn't have to do this, or you would you would still be um, You wouldn't necessarily take take that step
1: um you know like uh, you'd be looking at really the finer points of the environment maybe you know you would keep an extra sort of two or three degrees of heat within it yeah if it's going to keep it like give you the same result and then you'd get a very linear line um i don't think it would change the flavor much yeah but it would be if you can do that it would make it easier yeah and it looks nicer
0: and how do you feel about roasts that end on um when you're roasting on very low um rate of rise or, you know close to zero mm. um if you're looking to modify that roast when you're looking to say uh go a degree hotter or something like that and there's, there's not um much room to maneuver at the end do you, do you find the the you have less flexibility with choosing um, to make s- changes to your row or? To or, or your finished end?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, you just change what kind of, I uh, change it within the whole development time. Yeah. You
0: know. So you have, you have to kind of spread the yeah. change to sort of lift the whole Correct. curve up effectively rather than saying I'm just gonna, just you know, take it an extra. In and try and ramp it up. Um, yeah, so you, you, it requires a little bit more of a holistic yep. change. Yep. Um, so I guess maybe a little bit long ago now, but on, on that um, broader question, when you when you cupped these, um, what made you choose the roast that you did? Well,
1: I was actually incredibly sick. Okay. I had, I had <laughs> like, actually the day of the competition, I got a cold. Um, and so I came to cupping them, and um, I think I cupped them on the the Wednesday, and I couldn't really taste much. And, and some of my coworkers cupped it, and they sort of went through what their recommendations. And I cupped it again on Thursday morning, um, and I had a, maybe a thirty percent palate, okay. and I could just taste like throughout the other ones, they're a bit heavier than what. I enjoy, and compared to that, the the one that won, I liked it was quite light, and sort yeah. of, I got sort of a bit of fruit coming through, but I was didn't have much palate, so. And the funny thing is, I actually chose something that was slightly different than someone else chose. In in what way, sorry? Just the coffee. Like you, you. I chose one, and someone else. So, so it wasn't like, I was the coffee was picked from yeah. my stuff because there was a bit of like. Um, I guess disputing which yeah. one people preferred, and but that was the one that I thought was ideal.
0: I wonder if uh, yeah, being being sick can sometimes, or may even help you in some respects in regards to like you're picking up more of the uh, you know the stuff on your tongue, the, yeah. the the bitters and the the sour's. You know, you you're, you're, miss, you're missing the Aram- yeah, and, you, and you're probably. I know. Whenever I drink coffee when I'm sick, you know you're more susceptible to kind of bitter and yep. you know some other some of the potential faults. Yeah. yeah and yeah. maybe. Um, well, because you
1: can't taste anything else, you can't taste the florals or anything like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: you're not getting any of the aromatics, so uh, it might have might have been some sort of benefit. So next time you can just uh, just block, get sick. block your nose and uh, <laughs> make yourself on the sick on the weekend.
1: Just like yeah, walk around in your undies just in winter
0: for a while, so you get sick. That's normal for you, anyway, isn't it? Sure is. Um, Okay, so I guess um, the uh, question is would, would this be a process that, um, you know, you would if you uh, uh, came, came around next year, either a staff member, I don't know if you'd be back to win a second uh, mini, but, um, you know, is it, a, is it a process that you felt was worthwhile?
1: Yeah, well, I think it's cool. I mean, I was a bit of a shame that I didn't get to cup everyone's coffee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because that would have been interesting. I would have definitely liked to have cups, the top sort of six. It
0: was the, uh, was that because you was sick or you sick. just, yeah, okay, not because it didn't happen. No,
1: no, no, yeah. I had the opportunity, yeah, yeah, definitely. It just was pointless. Um, yeah, because I know that there's people that have very different roast style than us and they have great coffee. Yeah. You know, I've tasted coffees at like 13, 14% development. And
0: yeah. Yeah, I think that was the thing I was uh, saying earlier, where I I tried to look just purely objectively at the um, the numbers, you know, at yep. a table with development time, finish temp, you know, time of rows, batch size, charge temp, or anything that had a number attributed to it, yeah, and match that with the scores that people gave, yeah, because we had such a good opportunity, because we had so many people, uh, you know, cupping mm. uh, these samples and um, giving a score, so you know, and there just there wasn't anything that was. Um, purely linear in that respect like you know more development time meant you know higher score yeah uh, less development time and lower score or you know darker lighter everything kind of um had its you know yeah, the maybe the second best one was a yeah like a 12 percent and then the third one was, was a it? <laughs> do, you, do you remember I'm, I'm making that up okay but it was like but it was you, like, end, it, end it was, you know it, it definitely wasn't linear yeah right there was nothing that held true to say like you know, uh, at least in this instance, that um, you couldn't have a roast that scored well that you know you know must be above eighteen percent this or above 220 at this point, or you know yeah, I guess it's just one of those ones that there are many different ways to skin the cat um, I mean
1: that's kind of like why, in a way, I've also bought this other roaster is you you get very you get in your comfort zone, right you know what Works and what, how to use something, and like if it's working, and especially if it's in production, you don't really test crazy things, yeah, you know, do different things. So, so that's why, um, with this roaster, we can it all like maybe make us think outside the square,
0: yeah. And I guess it's one of those ones that, um, you know, I think I was uh, alluding to earlier as well, where you know, saying I found your notebook from the first time. When you were roasting at mm. Mecca Chippendale and back in the days where you used to just there was no filter back then yeah exactly you would ride um you know, every every 30 seconds what the temperature was and yeah. you um you know worked sort of manually like that and now you know walk, walking into um you know somewhere like crs and or even looking looking at these curves you know especially after um you know scott and some other people you know, sharing ideas about descending ROR and, you know, certain shape now to yep. curves. Um, and just whether or not we are losing, I mean, I think overall, generally, the, the, the there's, I think there's less bad coffee around. Yeah, definitely. Um, but just whether or not we're missing out on um, some different territories of exceptional coffee. Yeah. Um, because we're sort of, we're in this, zone now we feel like we feel comfortable with uh ticking certain boxes or making certain shapes yep um and not necessarily just you know
1: well it also it it costs money to r&d yeah yeah you know? and it's wasteful it is which you know in the coffee world sucks because the farmers work really yeah. hard get paid not enough mm. and then you roast it and throw it in the bin
0: yeah and I think that's one of the things I was just thinking about recently also, is just if, if you could solve that problem, mm. you know, where you had a, you know, obviously like at, uh, at Origin when, you know, they're like all the, you know, nothing gets thrown away. There's a market for yep. every type of coffee of every grade. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's like if you, if, you, if you find a need, someone who wants the stuff that you're doing your R&D on. Totally. And it doesn't go yeah. to waste. I think uh um,
1: tim wendelbo did that when they were working on their lorry.
0: yeah did the sale at a, yeah. at a discount price or even when he's a little smaller i remember speaking to him once and he's like you know he has a couple of restaurant customers or something that you know uh, happy taking <laughs> cheap coffee or his dad or you know he, he has yeah, yeah, yeah. he has outlets that um yeah he doesn't have to um test on customers yeah um i think that's an interesting part about that does you know, keep us in sort of making small changes because you want to respect the product and not be wasteful, but, uh, yeah. you know, I think, um, yeah, it just be good to find a way to be more open to experimentation, I guess. Mm. Yeah, we, we did a bunch
1: of testing on the, the bath ball and that went to um, Harvest. Yeah. Just because, you know, you don't want to be throwing them in. Yeah. and. It is hard to find an outlet sometimes, so at least, you know, coffee can be drunk. Exactly. Mm.
0: Cool. And what's on the, uh, besides the new roaster, um, what's on the cards for sample? What's on the horizon? Uh,
1: Really, I'm just focusing on this roaster and I guess continually trying to source good coffee. That's the main thing. Um, That Actually did just place an order for a decent, D plus whatever they are plus something, yeah, yeah, which is probably another thing I don't know. That and the roaster combined, that's three or four years worth of playing around. Playing around, so that's me. Excellent. Yeah, hopefully keep some excited employees. Yeah.
0: So uh, we'll get to your thirty-year anniversary in coffee in. uh... (laughs) It's not that long away, is it? Really, not that long away, mate. Hopefully, it's an exciting time between now and four years or something, actually. I'll get the cake ready. Thanks. Cool. Well, thank you for your, uh, for your time. Thank you, Sam. Thank you. Uh, nice to chat about these things. Yeah. Catch up yeah. as always.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's always interesting. It's like
2: we're all just learning. We're all just learning. Yeah. Excellent. Cool. Thanks for me. Thanks, Ray.